They're celebrating Penn's Woods and the arts at a festival this weekend in and around the home of Gifford Pinchot, who served as Pennsylvania governor and first chief of the U.S. Forestry Service. Here's some of what we know about Pinchot and the arts. We're told on May 4, 1891, Gifford Pinchot visited Colony, California, to view the giant forest of sequoias. He'd gone out west to survey the land for economic opportunities for the Phelps Dodge Company, a corporation owned by extended family on his mother's side. He wrote in his diary of a timber so magnificent he could scarcely describe it. He was not only captivated by the size of the sequoias, but also by their beauty. In his praise of the tree's form, Pinchot used a vocabulary primarily established for the evaluation of art. Pinchot wrote of the perfect shape, the massive columns, but above all, the marvelous coloring of the bark. These observations were not about the timber's economic potential, nor did they include technical jargon or mathematical notations regarding the trees. What he offered instead was an immediate aesthetic response to nature, one that was developed in childhood. We learn that his parents supported numerous contemporary American landscape artists, including Sanford Gifford, for whom Pinchot was named. Contemporary landscape architecture also had a crucial effect on the development of Pinchot's aesthetic. George W. Vanderbilt introduced Pinchot to the landscape architect Frederick Law Olmsted, and Pinchot's parents hired the renowned architect Richard Morris Hunt to design their country estate there in Milford. Ironically, Gifford Pinchot's father, James, was raised on the axe-ravaged hills of Milford, Pennsylvania in his day, and in the comfort of a New York City townhouse. Born in 1831, James became a successful executive and at the age of 25, a partner in a Wall Street firm that specialized in importing wallpaper. He was so successful that in 1875, at the age of 44, he was able to retire. James wanted to use his wealth and status to establish himself as a cultured gentleman of means. Gifford's aesthetic development benefited enormously from his father's retirement and the circle of artistic personalities and philanthropic causes that James pursued. James was an avid collector of American landscape art, especially the second generation of painters affiliated with the Hudson River School. He bought paintings by Eastman Johnson, Jervis McEntee, John Ferguson Weir, and Thomas Worthington Whitridge. The more money he made, the more art he bought, lending pieces to museums in the United States and in Europe. He was more than a client. To the artists he patronized, he was a friend and lover of the fine arts. James' friendships introduced Gifford to the Hudson River School aesthetic. Papa James' friendship with the Hudson River School artists, such as John Ferguson Weir, was based upon a shared appreciation for and understanding of complex environmental transformations. Weir's paintings lamented humankind's irresponsible use of resources. 
he illustrated the landscape as a harmonious Garden of Eden and Americans as active participants in its defilement. In other paintings, Weir illustrated humans' responsible use of machines to extract resources effectively from the landscape. In the painting titled Forging the Shaft, Weir depicts the human as the machine, using heat to shape the raw material into a resource. Weir's paintings advocated a policy of use, not abuse, by illustrating both the repercussions and the benefits of choices to both humans and the landscape. The duality of Weir's imagery would have undoubtedly had an effect on Gifford. Gifford knew Weir through his father, and later as a student at Yale, where Weir was a professor of art. Unlike other Hudson River School artists who illustrated only the inevitable destruction of nature, Weir used the canvas to pose the problem and to offer a solution. In viewing Pinchot's own photographs, the pictorial evidence suggests that Weir's use of multiple images in concert with one another, each illustrating a different outcome or effect, influenced Pinchot's own developing photographic aesthetic. Gifford was made aware of the importance of visual culture through his father's numerous accolades and associations. In retirement, James Pinchot successfully cultivated a life that included all the necessary causes and important cultural institutions of the time. He was named a fellow for life to the National Academy of Design. He was an early subscriber to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. He took an active role in the establishment and funding of the American Museum of Natural History in New York. James also served on and was an important contributor to the Pedestal Committee for the Statue of Liberty. All that we learn from the study, Gifford Pinchot's Photographic Aesthetic by Carly Shaw McGill of the University of Montana. We are invited to Gray Towers National Historic Site, the longtime Pinchot home in Milford, this Saturday and Sunday, September 23rd and 24th, to mark National Public Lands Day and the 17th Annual Festival of Wood. We had a chance to speak by phone with Doris Pausalias, Executive Director of the Pocono Arts Council, about the celebration and the council itself. Pocono Arts Council is a nonprofit located in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, and we serve the entire Pocono region. When we started out, we were Monroe County Arts Council, and after a number of years existing and, and working with the local communities, we realized that our reach was much farther than that, so we expanded and became Pocono Arts Council. And our mission at the moment, which has changed very slightly over the years, we just kind of reword things to keep us on track, is to ensure that the arts remain a vibrant cornerstone of community life throughout the Pocono region. And we do that a number of ways. Primarily, the mission that we work with is through connection, education, and advocacy. And that is with artists in their studios, and that is with people who are just new to experiencing the arts and kind of want to get a better view of it and see what it's all about. You know, a lot of people actually come into our space not knowing what an arts council is, and they're excited to see a gallery, something that they haven't been able to come into and experience before. And they're always very happy to find out that there's no admission fee to come into our gallery and see what's on the walls. 
many people we find are surprised at the number of artists in our general coverage area. Are you an artist yourself? Uh, I am, although I don't I don't show it off 